2: Hello all and welcome today Sunday QA. Brought to you a day from outside. Because it's sunny, it's nice, it's actually quite warm. I've spent the afternoon painting the house. And um, I thought, well I'll see outside and record it for a change. Why not indeed? So what have we got this week? Um firstly um, <laughs> coming back to last week's one with, with the starry glasses. Yeah, no, I got rid of them, they're fine. Um Wayne Wayne Rawlin says, you remind me of Roy Wood of Wizard, although his glasses weren't star-shaped, just normal round ones. I'll take that. If I'm correct, wasn't he the same geezer who started Wizard? Were there a Jeff Lynne thing in there who went on to form ELO, um, who were the first band that I ever saw in concert in 1977 on the Time Tour? Second band I ever saw in concert was Queen on the Works Tour. Lucky me, eh? I got to see both ELO and Queen, once at the age of seven and once at the age of eight. Had to go back into school the next day, despite the fact you had to get in at one o'clock in the morning. But cracking concerts, both of them. Still love both bands. Um, And Sean McClarity says, Hello, Pete. I'm sure I spotted you yesterday morning going north on the M1 near Toddington about 7:30. Sean, intuitively, I'm normally going north on the M1 near Toddington around about 7:30, either to pick up in Milton Keynes or Northampton or St. Neots or Cambridge or somewhere like that. That tends to be the way I go. But um, we're going to, it's part of a new regular feature of the show called Where's Pete where you all go I'm sure I spotted you there I know and if you get it right you win a rake that's not true it's made that matter so we've done testimonials we've got the hangover testimonial from last week from Clive and this week's testimonial so just to start off with uh, what uh, Paul Slight says um, he says great comments from Clive Um, Good to hear um, from the shipper's point of view. I've done a few jobs for them and they pay very quickly. This strikes me as club's a nice guy. Diver. once again, thank you very much for taking the time to contribute. It is appreciated. Um, It's in the interest of both parties. I believe so, because if you get paid quickly, you want to work for them. And if they pay you quickly, You want to work, you know, everybody's tidy, everything's good. And as long as they've got the cash flow and as long as they're getting paid in time, that's great. The problem that you've got is if the shipper's doing work for someone else who's paying him on 60 days, he's up against, he has to wait for his money to come in before he pays you. What I find frustrating is if the shipper's working, they're getting their shipper in a week, they're getting their money in a week, and they're paying on a month. And you go, well, no, the idea being is when you get paid, you pay out. You've still got your profit. You just pay out what you need to pay out, but then everybody does it their own way, as we know. as from the view of a driver, I'd love to see a feature to be able to follow a shipper and see all the jobs they post live each day. I've tried to build working relationships with some shippers, and they say keep an eye out for us posting jobs on the CX, but you can't be glued to the screen all day. If you're on a job, you're on a job. doesn't matter, does it? Uh, I just thought if you could follow a shipper. It's an interesting thought. So if there was a feature on the CX, that if a particular shipper that you, you like to work for pinged the job, it gave you a special alert. So if the CX are listening, and I supremely doubt they are, there's an interesting feature you might want to add to your app, guys. Uh, Mike Turner. So he says the CX is good because this also goes back to the guy who tried it for a while, didn't work. Like I say, it doesn't work for everybody. It's, it's horses for courses, yeah. The CX is as good as you make it. It's all about doing a good job at networking. I've landed on my feet thanks to CX. I've done a job... Um, had to queue, spoke to another driver and um, in the queue, getting work working every day at pound sixty-five a mile for a medium to long wheelbase. I'm, a, I'm surprised about that. And paid the following week. Put yourself out there and you succeed. And you will need to be, you will need to be, and use the CX for backloads. Oh, I see. Uh, around 80p to a pound a mile. So he's getting one sixty-five a mile off an end user customer. Nice. Good, it's about right, but good if you can get it. He's getting 8UP on the way back on the CX, so he's not coming back empty, which is what it's designed for. Um, to a pound a mile, depending on how many other drivers are around you, feedback is the key um, to your bidding, um, except... No matter if it's the cheapest, that's my opinion. So, Mike, thanks for your contribution there. Yeah, long and the short of it is what we all kind of want to do. You want to get your end user customers if you can, because they are the holy grail. And then you've got decent money going out there. And that way, if you have to come back empty, no great shakes. But if you can get a job on the CX coming back, that covers your X's, covers your diesel for the day, fantastic. That's kind of the way the system's designed. Not everybody uses it that way, but that's the way it's designed. Uh, Christian Gray says, uh, respect, Pete. Thanks, Christian, uh, for giving both sides of the CXHX on your channel. Yeah, because I kind of said the last the last testimonial was a guy so it didn't work for me. And as I say I will be totally honest. If you want to do a testimonial, put it on the email Peter Coth c o a t h at live.co.uk, I'll read it if it's if it's viable. I'll just read it out. I'm, whether it's the wonderful time you had in the CX, the terrible time you had in the CX, or the wonderful terrible time you're doing at Amazon Hermes, it just helps getting the word out there of what the real SP is, so that people coming into the industry can come into it with their eyes open, and those that are in it can work out what they whether they're doing it right or wrong. Like that's kind of it's, it's just sharing. We'd like to share. here. Um, yeah, so. Good to see both sides. Um It costs a lot of money to join these platforms and people think they'll be flooded with work. Not so. There is work. Flooded with work, no. Will you get your pick of jobs? Will you go, well, I'll have that one or that one or that one? No. But there is normally work and sometimes sometimes the jobs will ping up and you'll go, well, it's further than I'd like to travel and it's cheaper than I'd like to go for, but it still earns me money. I'll take it. I had one on Thursday. I was going home. I was done. Aylesbury. Done. I'll post... I past three, one pings up. St Albans to Chesham. I don't really want it. I'm going home. I'm around the corner, but it's like, yeah, but you can fit it in, Pete. You've got to take it. I took it. It wasn't bad. I ended up at some posh house delivering furniture. It wasn't bad. Nice of Uh Right, so we also did one on the DAF air seat because I actually thought I might be changing trucks because I thought I might be jumping in the Merc. And I said to Harry, how do you feel about swapping trucks? Just for a week to try it. Harry didn't like this idea. Harry's one of our drivers, adamantly didn't like the idea. And I get it, his main concern was the fact that he can get his Merc under a 13 13 foot bridge and mine's 13 foot nine. And also, even though he doesn't use the bed, you can recline the seat. And the truth of the matter is I could've pulled rank with him. I could've gone, look, it's my firm, it's my trunk, I'll do what I want. But that's not my style, man. That's not the way I roll. So I went, look, all right. And I'm bit, I'm kind of happy with um, Veronica. And I'm starting, to, I'm starting to go a bit like that between do I really want to murk or I dash the way forward. So we're just going to see how we go with that one. But at the moment, so I'm going to stick myself with Veronica. I haven't had her that long. I've got to sort that curtain out. I've got to get panic weights off the side of it by... Washing it with turps or something like that. That'll be a video. Uh, but anyway, so I did the one on the SC. I'd done it a little while ago and I thought I'd better bang it out because otherwise, if I jump into the Merc and then bang it out because it's been sitting on the camera roll for a while, people will go, Why are you doing one about an SC in a DAF? You're not even in a DAF. So Shane Hardy says, I'm pretty sure I've seen this one a couple of weeks ago. Either that or I've been watching too many of your videos. I've started dreaming about what you might, <laughs> what you might make and re upload. What happened was. It is a bit cheeky in the fact that I did it as one of those Life on the Road videos and then put it as an individual video. But the reason I did it is because I thought anybody out there that's jumping into a DAF that doesn't know how the air seat works, like namely me, when I got in it and went, what do all these buttons do? Then went on YouTube and there was nothing there. I thought, well, I'll put it out there so anybody who then jumps in can go, oh, there's a video. Oh, right, that's what that switch does. It's just one of those kind of help you out videos in case you come unstuck when you're sort of. A, it's weird these things. When you've been doing them for a little while, you just take it as read, it's easy. But when you first jump in, it's all like. It's, it's the mystery. How does this work? So I really put it out there for anybody who's jumping in a daft for the first time. But yeah, Shane, you're right. I'm re- repeats. You can demand back your license fee. You're quite within your rights. Um, Godzilla said, it's okay for some. Cables fell off my bouncy adjuster, so the brief run I've had has been, has been headliner. So, yeah, headliner, steering wheel, headliner, steering wheel, with a brief pass in between. We see the road each time. Well, I'm pleased to see you out on the road, mate. I'm sure they can fix it. I'm sure either that or they'll find a way. Just stick some bricks under it or I'd, a jack or something like that. You'll get it sorted. I'm sure you will. And I hope, you I hope you're out. I hope you're in the 18 tonne. I hope you're smashing it. Let me know how it goes. Uh, my mate Nick, the Urban Trucker, says, uh, Hi Pete, top tip if you're not used to using a full air seat is to dump all the air out of it the seat every time you get out of the truck, the second button you were playing with, and just switch it back on again when you get back in. It's much better than fighting with a seat when you're getting in and out, mate. I get that, but to be honest with you, there's a little bit of space between me and a steering wheel and I'm too lazy to just press the button down. So, <laughs> what I do every time I kind of shuffle out, shuffle back in again, it works. You do you if it works for you, but you're right, an easier way. Get getting... and I just feel weird <coughs> when I get in and the seat's got no air in it. <coughs> when the mechanics have had it for inspection, I get in and it's flat. I'm like, what are you doing? Push that button, get that back up, but that nah, is all fine. So, life on the road, we're doing a few more life on the road videos. People seem to like them. So Gareth Cross says, uh, oh, yeah, we come out. Also, I mean, I was trying to get the life on the road out because that one actually came up at the end of the week on the, on the um, Hornage Exchange, like a few weeks ago. And I thought, well, i better get it out because I might not be in the deaf for much longer. Still in the deaf, I might do one on Monday. I'm off to Louth on Monday. I thought I was off to Hull. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to get them out because it's got a bed. And I thought, well, if I've got a Hull, I can go anywhere. But Louth is kind of North Lincolnshire. I think the Proclaimers did a song about it, didn't they? That Sunshine on Louth. It clearly must be about Norfolk, because you can tell by their accents, they're clearly Norfolk people. Um, and I thought, well, it would be nice to actually have a bed, and I'm going, and now I'm thinking, it's it's North Lincolnshire. I'm getting day rate, plus, plus diesel. Go to High Wycombe, pick it up, drive to Luth, go home, fix something on the way home. But I'll do a video, I think. I might do one, see how I feel. It's not an early pick up. See how we're getting the hang of this camera thing like, you know, so. Anyway, Gareth Croft says, as I was stuck on that bay for like three, three, three and a half hours I was stuck on that distribution center, I think it will take. He says, the people in the office don't tip the trailer. They're normally the clerks who do the paperwork. The tipping is, is Dictated by how busy it is inside and whether the bay has been cleared inside. Now, I take your point on this one. Uh, and David Goodfellow also says, Believe it or not, the reason you wait at a place is there's no room in the warehouse. All of them are full, and guarantee 90% of the traders are full of stocks they don't have any room for, um, used to work for them, unfortunately. In this particular instance, you're right. You're probably all right. The only thing is, I was on the bay eventually. The light went green, the ramp went down, and then I walked into the warehouse, and there are three people, two of them, one of them leaning on a pallet truck, and the other two of them looking at a telephone, at some video. Now, I'm assumed that I have been cleared at this point, because the ramp is down, the light is green, and they've got my keys. So the only reason I can see they're not actually physically taking, and they then, 15, 20 minutes later, they took the pallets out, the lady did. The reason they weren't taking the pallets out is because Time wasters. I <laughs> could be wrong, but in this particular instance, and I know it's not always the case, <sighs> you decide. Uh, right. Uh, Gutanas Nick <laughs> tends to err on my side of things. Those, what's that word? Looks like baskets um, at the DCs are slowing us down to get us untipped. Uh, should be punched straight in the face without an apology. Bit strong. Um, at the end of the day, it's our income we're talking about. I look, just be fair about it, you know? I kind of think you, you, you've obviously got your protocols, the things you can do. I understand the situation. And when I go in, I never go in kicking and screaming. I go, guys, how are we doing here? Got another job to go to, if you can. But when you walk in and the guy's eating his lunch and doesn't even raise his head, you could turn around and go, sorry, mate, I'm on lunch. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Human beings here.
0: At Parker
2: You know, I suppose, and then he rocks up again 15 minutes later. You're the guy I was standing there, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, don't, I don't have the full story and I don't have the behind the scenes thing, but sometimes I go, really? Um, Dale Steele says, Oh, because we're in Pontefract, haven't Have you ever heard of Pontefract cakes, Pete's? It's Haribo's now, it's a huge factory in Pontefract. Haven't heard of uh, Pontefract cakes. We used to have Stotty cakes when I used to live in Teesside. They're like a big round bun. You just put tuna stuff in it. They're quite nice. Um, and Tobias Cake says, I'm a Frank lad myself, but not a Pontefract. Probably got those two mixed up. Yeah, I'm the world's worst carrier driver. Literally, if the Satanaf goes dead in Dunstable, I can't find my way home and I live outside of Dunstable. Um, Wish I'd known you was here. I'd have sent you back with a bag of licorice and a Yorkshire pudding. Sounds nice. <laughs> not a big licorice fan. Do like Yorkshire puddings. Uh, and Dale Steele also goes on to say, he said, you can, charge, you can find you can charge very good money when you drop it the next day. Most people don't want their vehicle loaded overnight for obvious reasons. Because you've got the problem that if you, you're not, you're, you're insured goods in transit, but if you stop and someone nicks it, that's not insured. Because you're only insured in case it falls over. So you're insured from A to B. I'm kind of lucky in the fact that the yard that we have is gated, cameraed, you know, it's all sort of it's all locked up and all that kind of stuff. So I have secure parking. So when a job's picked up saying so must have secure parking, I've got secure parking. Um as it was in this particular instance, what they were loading me with. There were they were stillages. You there were stillages for tractor parts. You couldn't have got them off if you'd have wanted to. You know, not where I park, good luck. You know, without a serious amount of grief. Um and Cornell says he enjoys the, life, the day life videos. He said, "You're up my um, end of the country for a change." Well, I'm up in Louth on Monday. Let's see if we take that one. It's kind of not that far away, geographically speaking. World's worst career driver. Don't know where I'm going. Uh, And finally, Stephen Campbell says, you missed the seven miles of the A168 between Dishforth at Junction 49 and the A1 to Thursk where the A1 joins the 19th. Yeah, I have to edit these things. I had to split it in two as it went, because otherwise it goes on a little bit. I'm still getting the hang of that one as well, but I know the route, mate. I do. Good to see you back on the scene. Uh, Right. So, wise guys. Terry Fitzpatrick, he says, he's enjoying the videos. He says... Right, well, he was a guy who's he's got a removal firm and he's trying to use the CX to get the removals on the way back. He says, um, He said, I'm playing your videos when driving around on my job now instead of the radio. Don't forget, it's a podcast. You can listen to the, the Sunday Q&A. You can listen to on a podcast. Um, if you just type in Pete the Courier Driver, all the Sunday Q&As are on there. So there might be some information in there. Just if you want to fill the time, please feel free to fill your boots. He says, Removals are still the same, so two to three days a week, I'm having the vans and trucks out on jobs via the CX. He said, I've only tried one truck on the CX-HX, but they said it would be, yeah, because he's he's had to pay real money to join it, like, you know. He said, I'm not winning all the jobs, but I've covered 21 jobs so far. Now, on week three, we have hit five grand income. That's not bad, is it? Bearing in mind how it's costing three and a half K to buy it for the year, he's on five K, so it's paid for itself, plus 1,600 quid on top. Obviously, you've got diesel and tear, people's wages out of that, but you wouldn't have got any of that money if you hadn't done it, I guess. Um, he said, I'm starting to win return loads as well, so every little helps. The team are enjoying the jobs, but not the jobs we've done from SD10JCB. Ah, Justin won't like you. Um, four hours to get three pallets off a of Luton. That's too long. Remember, you've got to ask them for waiting time. If they're, over, if they're In a Luton, if they're over 20 minutes... You're going to start charging them, what, £25 an hour? So if it's four hours, that shipper's got to be trumping up an extra eighteen, ninety 90 quid to have you sitting there. Four hours is way too long to be waiting, particularly three pallets. It's nonsense. Um, the rates I've been doing for three and a half tonne are a pound to 125 minimum, uh, a minimum 50 pounds, seven and a half tonne, two to 250 minimum, a uh, minimum 150 uh, 18 tonne, 53 30 a minimum £2.50. Um, am, I way, am, I way off the, am I on the money or way off as it stands on covering the driver's wages? I'd say your money's pretty much bang on there, I'd say. Um, yeah, everyone does it slightly differently, but I'd say, and if, it's, if you're happy and you're happy with the jobs you're winning and it's working, well done, mate. I hope it continues. Good luck and johnny van courier on the wise guys he says uh, hello mate all is well um i hope all is well i'm currently running a small van out of hastings and when it's busy i do really good money but when it's quiet i don't run thinking of chopping a small van for a bigger vehicle he did a lot more this and johnny i'm going to try and do your video i'm going to try and get it out this week if i can with because it's a bit more in depth another new regular feature of the show <laughs> a lot of these, isn't there which is going to be case studies so certain people sometimes bang a question in and they go, what should I do? And I put it on a and a and I think that's the kind of thing that would really benefit a lot of people. Should I stick with a small van or should I go big? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the full one bang it out for you and then give you my thoughts and then everybody can comment and we maybe do a follow-up and it just means if anyone's in that situation in the future it's just something that they can draw on but give me a little bit of time mate and i'll come back to you uh the, the short answer to your question is i would go big but that's me but i'll let, give me a little bit of time and i'll see if i can give you a more in-depth answer so now trucks um manic Con, Says says, I've passed my driving assessment last week and begin my driving career on Thursday. We'll be driving between Belfast and the North East. Hopefully, I'll pass you on the road one day. Give me a toot. I'm thinking about getting a p two toot because then it's the difference between are they parping me because they've watched the channel or are they parping me because they think I've just cut them up coming out of a junction. So maybe we need like a special, hand, special friend's handshake in the form of a beep, 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 beep or something like that. Don't know. <laughs> Any ideas where to go with this one? It's, most of this stuff comes off the top of my head. It's basically largely nonsense. But we might think about that one or, or we might just let that one go. But yes, mate, I hope I, hope I see you passing too. Um, Adam Marchukka Marcha, March, says, um, sorry Adam, I probably got that wrong. Hi there, is the HX still good for an Arctic? I don't know. I've not run in an Arctic. I would say your ideal vehicle, in my opinion, is an 18-tonne. But if you've got an Arctic with a trailer, I certainly see jobs that have come up and they go can go on a larger vehicle, can go on Arctic. When I scan for jobs, I only scan between 7.5 and 18-tonne. There's no point in me scanning for a larger job because if it does turn up and it's there, I go, oh, it's a perfect job for me. I can't do it, my vehicle's too small. So anybody knows if the HX is any good for an Arctic and feels the need to share with Adam, please let me know. Otherwise, Adam, I'm I'm kind of out of my depth on that one, mate. I'll put my hands up, don't really know. We'll see what comes back. Um, Adam Smith also says... Uh, because that was the time where I got, on that day, on the, on the life, I, I got loaded and I had to take it back. He said, regarding, that was on the week on the exchange, that was, "'Regarding weights, Pete, you are both at fault. "'Firstly, you should know your axle weights and your optimum load plan for your vehicle. "'Mr. Voser won't care if the other fellow loaded it, um, "'and any semi-good forklifters should know about weight distribution.'" You're right, Adam, but the truth of the matter is it's me. It's like that first rule of leadership, everything is your fault. If I get caught on the road and they turn around and I go, well, the forklift driver loaded me that way, I "I don't care. It's down to you to say, no, load it properly. Say it, was down to me. And I am still learning as I go. You know, I'm still working this thing out. But um, fortunately, I had the good sense not to carry on. And the second I went, well, this is way too heavy, took it back, got it repositioned, got it restrapped. We were fine. We learn as we go. So on the miscellaneous, Sebastian Ahmed says, um, he's enjoying watching the videos again, um, he said, "Watch your videos. As many drivers, watch your videos. Can you advise drivers? To I, I will do my best. Day. Can you advise drivers to stick together on good prices? Because many drivers just give them monkey-cheap prices to do a job that can't even cover the van costs. But they can just keep working for monkey money and, until they break. Down. We, we call it. The, I call it the conveyor belt of fools. So I can tell them." But at the end of the day, it's a bidding platform. And the problem that you're up against, and it's the problem we're all up against, is there might be that one driver out there, that job pings up and it's perfect for him. It's across the road for him and it delivers outside his house. And in which case he says, I'm gonna give him silly money because I don't want to lose him. You've all got to bid what you've got got to bid. At the same time, don't bid so cheap that that at the end of the day you realise that you're actually driving yourself into the ground. You've got to make a profit. Be aware of your bottom line. Be aware of how much the parts on your van, your tax, your national insurance, your wear, tear and spares, your goods in transit. Work it all out and then work out what you've got to charge a mile. Because if you're constantly running uh, under cost, you're going to go down. And then you will go down and someone else will take your place. But it doesn't matter. Whatever goes afterwards, it's you that you have to care about. So there you go, Sebastian. I've told them they can do what they like. Um, Tajish Patel says, I wasn't sure about what minimum wage was, he says minimum wage for adults is £9.50. Any shipper paying £2 an hour, well, I don't think it was £2, it was £10 an hour waiting is taking the mickey. For self-employed people, it should be at least one and a half a salary rate account for some extra costs. I think that's a reasonable point, mate. I would say that if the minimum wage is £9.50, a minimum waiting time should be £15 an hour for any van because they've got to pay your wage plus the standing costs on the vehicle. Which are kind of, as I said before, when I was talking to about Sebastian, your your um, insurance, your your goods in transit insurance, your wear and tear, the fact that depreciation, all this counts on a second by second basis. And if your van's sitting there doing nothing, it's slowly going down, and you have to factor that one in. So I think I personally think minimum waiting time should be fifteen pound on any size van. But that's just my opinion. Um, and Tajis Patel also said. Because I said also that put important video the one about um, get yourself on the the, um, the, the, the you, can, you don't have to just log in through the the app you can log in through Google and then it asks you do you want to go to the currency exchange do you want to go to the desktop version or a mobile version if you go to the mobile version you will you will still see jobs ping up before the app well I used to. It doesn't, it's different now, I'm on Small Fleet, it's different for me. But he said, the reason some jobs turn up on the website before the app is the app is based on your current location, whether they know it or not. Shippers have the ability to set um, search radius for jobs, so if they're outside the search radius, the jobs will show up on the website first that's not based on your current location. Now, I take your point here, Tajis, but when I was in Hastings and I looked on the, the the Career Exchange app, the jobs weren't there. Then when I pinged on um, the the, the desktop version, the mobile version of the desktop version of the app, with the same search radius in the same location, three jobs appeared that weren't on the app. Why that was, I don't know. If it's still the case, I don't know. Because like I say, I'm out of this kind of thing anymore. But what I urge all of you to do is, if you can, just try it. And if it's the same, you've lost nothing. But if you go, hang on a second... There's a couple of jobs on it which haven't even shown up yet. I'll quickly bid on them and get in before everybody else. Then you're on a winner, aren't you? So all I think is if you, if you try it and it doesn't work, you've lost nothing. Tajish might may, may, may well be right. I've been out of this for a little, I've been out of the, um, the the normal app for a little while, but try it, it costs you nothing. And if it works, you've got a score. And finally this week, conclusion goes to Steve Gamble, who was down in Luton Way. Sorry I missed you, mate, but you know the score. I'm out on the road. He says the Wi-Fi's not very good. Um, He's passing through Yarm. He said he was in Guildford Street in Luton. That's my territory. Um, uh, 9.15. Um, he said, I'm still not home. He dropped off a small van in Marsh Farm Estate. So Marsh Farm is where I grew up. That's me and my mum. We got a little flat together. Uh, a long, long time ago. So, as I was having a conversation with the four truck drivers the other day, but you don't care about that. It's not important anyway. So that's it. So, um, look, sunshine, lovely, nice. Barbecue, haven't it? Might start happening a bit. So yeah, that's only q and Hope you're all well. I've got a couple, I'm gonna try and do that one uh, for your man, like a case study. And there's a couple more, just general bits and pieces which are sitting on the camera roll as I catch up with myself. But in the meantime, I hope you all had a lovely weekend. I hope things are picking up, and I hope you take care and you take money.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more,